This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. The calendar has flipped to April, and that means two things, Nick. We dust off the clubs masters is upon us once again hey welcome into at the turn nicholas how you doing buddy i am so good joe i went to go play my first round of golf today oh hemlock ridge has not opened the gates yet a long winter in the northeast eh? it is it is it's tough it's tough so much to get to on this what i would call i think this is my favorite thing we do every year is the preview of the masters because right now all of our picks are perfect. I am so thrilled. We're obviously going to give, as we do for all majors, our winner, our contender, our dark horse. But before we get to that, Nick, we have a few items to touch on. And I'll kick it off as the Masters are kicked off with the honorary starters. Now, this has been Gary Player and Jack Nicholas for the last few years doing it by themselves ever since Arnold Palmer passed away in 2017. And when that occurred, when the king did pass away, there was a call for Lee Elder to join the guys on the first tee. Lee Elder was the first black man to play in the Masters, did so in 1975, as is customary with Augusta National. Always a few years late to get things right, but they finally did. In this case, Lee Elder will join Gary Player and Jack Nicholas on the first tee as an honorary starter. For folks that are unfamiliar with Lee Elder, as I said, first black man to play in the Masters, happened in 1975. He's a four-time PGA Tour winner. And, I mean, predictably, just the hell that he went through leading up to the tournament, um, received all kinds of hate mail. This is back in 1975. Uh, fearing for his safety during the week of the tournament, he rented two houses in town, had to keep moving between them always had people around him when he ate. And to just give a little flavor of what it was like for a black man on the PGA Tour when Lee Elder was playing in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, had a nice senior tour career, by the way, uh, won several times in the senior tour in the 80s, at the Monsanto Open in 1968 in Pensacola, Florida, which 
ironically, was the tournament that he would win to qualify for the Masters in 1975. Elder and other black players on the tour had to change their clothes in the parking lot because members of the club would not allow African-American members in the clubhouse. So for Lee Elder to be the first black man to play at Augusta National in the Masters, now to have it come full circle, he's at an advanced age, he's blind in one eye. Again, bit of a joke, but it's true. Augusta takes a while to come around on these things, but they're finally making good, and it'll be a great sight to see Lee Elder out there on the first tee. It, it does take them a long time to come around, and I still think there's a lot of things they they will eventually come around to. Um, but hope. it's nice because you know I'm, I'm looking at my baby monitor with my with my three month old in the crib over here, and and he he may not be privy to this Augusta by the time he's old enough to understand. He, there may be a few more things that change, and and it'll be you know for the next generation a little bit further in in the history books. And man, that story you just told about getting the two houses and those things like. This was this was the seventies, Joe. This wasn't like I mean that that sounds like something that would have happened like hundreds of years ago, but this was not that long ago. So that's crazy. And um gosh, I hope I hope things keep keep changing uh at Augusta and all over the place. Yeah, for the better. So congrats to Lee Elder. Hope it goes well. Long time due. And uh that's great that he was I guess when he got the phone call, uh the chairman of Augusta National called him before the chairman could even get it out. Lee stopped him and said, if it's got anything to do with Augusta National, I'm in, which is all of her attitudes, I think, with Augusta National. But for him to have that perspective all these years later, considering what he went through, what a pioneer he is, shows the kind of character of man that he is. So cool for Lee Elder. Very excited. Um, That'll be a neat way to kick off the tournament. But Nick, you want to touch on, before we get into our picks, you want to touch on the big boys. Yeah, the heavy favorites. I, I think I think there's some guys we got to talk about whether or not they're they're in our picks or not, and maybe maybe these guys are in our picks. Joe, last time I forget what major it was. You and I had identical picks. Was that for the the U.S. Open? I forget what that was. That, that was that was the U.S. Women's Open. We had identical picks. Uh, curious to see if that happens this time. I um, highly doubt that. I highly doubt it too. But folks will have to tune in to find out. All right, so let's start with the two guys with the best odds to win the tournament. First and foremost, our defending champion at eight to one, Dustin Johnson. Um, I know, not a great number. Not a great number I know for the betting public. Won, well, Joe, gosh, I, I I forgot all like how crazy the Masters was in 2020, and, and his, specifically his performance in the Masters. Do you remember how many bogeys? It's one of the best ever. Do you remember how many bogeys he made in that Masters? A couple, four. I Bo- think two of them were on Sunday. Yeah, he he dominated the tournament. Uh, it's the shortest reign for a Masters champion ever, so I'm sure he's very eager to try to win it again. For sure, um, he was 20 under par, which which broke Tiger and Jordan Spieth's record of 18 under par for the lowest scoring total in Masters history. And going back, I know 2019, obviously Tiger Woods won the Masters, but DJ came in second, just one stroke. Uh, off a of tiger in that in that Masters, and a lot of people probably don't remember that because the story is Tiger as it should be. Um, he was just one stroke off, so he's had some success in the Masters. Obviously, a win and a tie in a, in a tie for second. His last two, he's made nine out of ten cuts in his Masters career, and it's pretty good. He's riding a roll right now at Augusta National in the Masters, Joe, of eleven consecutive rounds under par. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for other guys, but it's tough to make an argument against Dustin Johnson defending. I know his form has been, I'll call it spotty in 2021, but that doesn't really matter with DJ. I mean, dude plays well in big events. He's If he finishes outside of the top 10, I would be shocked. Now, did you see the menu that he's going to have at the Champions Dinner? I have that in front of me if you want me to... Uh, I, I heard something about pigs in a blanket. I actually did see it. It, it. I was I was a little bit surprised by it, but but go ahead and um and, and recite it for our listeners. Yeah, pigs in the blanket is is the showstopper. Um, I would have expected a more bro menu, but it seems pretty basic. So here you go, your appetizers. You're going to start with some pigs in a blanket, lobster and corn fritters. The first course, a house salad or Caesar salad. Really going out on a limb there. Family-style sides, mashed potatoes, and spring vegetables. Your main course is going to be a nice filet mignon and a miso-marinated sea bass. For dessert, ooh, peach cobbler and apple pie with vanilla ice cream. Did he spend five minutes putting this thing together? No. This is this is the menu that if if like the person just forgets to pick the menu that Augusta just put right. together for them. Oh, shit. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> put something together here. Guys, what do you suggest? I'll just do whatever you suggest. And the chef's like, oh yeah, flame mignon. Here we go. This is easy. Yeah. We've got a pile of apple pie. Let's just, let's just get <laughs> it out there Peach for cobbler. him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but DJ, look, he's the betting favorite and he should be. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the the next uh, nine to one oh. is Bryson, and I was a, yeah. I was surprised, but not by this. He he really stunk it up at the Masters last year, um, but he's a, he's uh, leading the PGA Tour in the most important statistic: scoring average. Yeah, so <laughs> it makes sense that that he would be you know among among the favorites, and obviously. Um, there was a lot of hype, and I don't know about you. I was really excited to see how he approached Augusta because um, last year was his first Masters with like Bryson 2.0, and it was kind of a letdown. But he he made the cut, I think, on the number, which got him two more rounds to kind of experiment and tinker. And, and he's an experimenter and a tinkerer, so I, I am very excited to see. I want I want the Bryson show. I don't want to see him shoot 73 every day. I want like 78 or or 65, and and I wanna I wanna like experience that i don't think bryson's capable of shooting 78 at augusta because the par fives are par fours for him i mean he's it's the same way for dj or any big hitter right i mean they're playing a par 68 golf course and it's just a matter of how good his wedges are how many putts he's rolling in and bryson's really good at those things too i'd expect him to contend if he wins you know that'd be fine Uh, you're 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 more into the bryson thing than i am I think the disappointment from what happened in November just stems from the fact that he won the U.S. Open in September and folks were, I'm not saying you're among this group, Nick, but you may have been. Bryson's going to win every major. Let's go change the game. They got to, they got to, you know, reroute Augusta, figure out how to Bryson proof the course, all this kind of stuff. And then he makes the cut on the number, which I'm not anti Bryson. I'm not pro Bryson. I just like to watch and see what happens. He's a very difficult person to predict. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he might make an eagle on a hole, or he might hit it out of bounds and have no idea where it's going. So it's it's fun. It's it's fun, and we're going to talk about another it guy is fun. who is equally as fun to watch, but not quite yet. Joe, did you have guys you want to talk about? I don't want I don't want to dominate. I got a couple more, but but did you have anybody you wanted to get to, or, or should I just keep going through my list? I just want to talk about my winners. I think you're doing a great job okay. of ripping these guys off. So keep going. Um, another question mark. Brooks Kepka, kind of kind of Bryson's rival. 
Um, always, always a question mark, Brooks Kepka. I, I know. I mean, nothing, no result can surprise you from this guy. He did finish tied for seventh the masters last year then he missed three straight cuts he was injured it was kind of you know what's going on and then he all of a sudden shows up to phoenix and wins yeah uh, he had a he had a t2 at a wgc um earlier this year as well he just got engaged um i mean i assume he got engaged i see the pictures of him proposing i haven't confirmed that she said yes i'm just gonna assume that since those pictures are out there that he in fact is engaged you never know you never know so so you never Brooks, know a but... question mark I mean, Brooks' whole life is a question mark. Um, yeah, Brooks is Brooks is in the kind of the same boat um, as as DJ. I would say I I'm I'm never concerned with Brooks's form going into an event unless there's an actual injury. He is the most consistent major championship performer of the past five seasons. Yep. He's won four times, hasn't won the Masters. If he was to tee it up this week and win by three, I would not be surprised at all. Onto a guy who, if he wins by three, Joe, you probably would be surprised. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Rory? No. Is it Jordan? It is. Ah, okay. What do you got on Jordan speed? Well, is hitting fairways important at Augusta National? In your no. opinion, no. Okay, well, no, good, it's not. Because he is 204th on the PGA Tour in fairways hit. Is hitting greens important? Yeah, <laughs> this is where it gets dicey. He's <laughs> he's 165th in the PGA Tour in greens hit, but somehow, somehow in the in his last seven starts, yeah, made every cut. He's got three top four finishes and four top tens in that span. Plus, right now, he's I think tied for second in the Valero Texas Open as we're recording this. So somehow he, the guy is getting it done. That's what you, that's that's Jordan Spieth's life. Jordan Spieth is always somehow getting it done. He gets the most out of the least of any. I want to say athlete uh, of really any athlete I I can remember like in in sport. It's amazing. I would be. I don't think I'd be surprised if he won by three. Nick, he wouldn't be. No, the dude has been knocking on the door for two straight months. He's on every leaderboard. He's playing well. He's doing his Jordan Spieth thing. He's got the chicken wing. He's hitting it everywhere. He's somehow shooting under par. That's what this guy does. If he wins the Masters, I won't be surprised at all. If he wins the Masters, it won't be by three. Why? Because if he has a three-stroke lead, he'll he'll find a way to four-putt and win by one. I don't you, know. Okay, so 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 you really think Jordan Spieth has the reputation of being a choker because of not that ch- one incident in the 2016 Masters? No, 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 no. Okay. He's, he's not a choker. He's definitely not a choker for anything that the original Jordan Spieth did, the guy who was winning majors. <laughs> the original he's, Jordan he's, Spieth. He is a roller coaster because I think yeah. that if he has a three-stroke lead, like just something crazy. Like whenever he's on my television set, I just know that something crazy is going to happen. And it so is for him to win that, by three means that there's a lack of something crazy happening. Well, dude, the idea, like, isn't the dream pairing on Sunday, isn't it Spieth and DeChambeau for, for your final group? I mean, that going be, into the that final would be round. awesome. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dream pairings, to be honest. Um, but what's so great about those guys is they are the literal antithesis of each other. Spieth slaps it around and somehow gets it done. Bryson hits it farther than anyone ever has, and that's obvious how he gets it done. It's just the most 
crazy juxtaposition of greatness you could possibly have between two golfers. You want to move on to Rory? If we must. I don't know what's going on with Rory. Um, he can't win without fans, Nick. He's told us oh this. Oh, my God. Give me, a, give me a break. Well, he, no. He did well, say he, at the Players' Championship yes. that, he's, that he's chasing speed, which is funny because it's, it's Rory we're talking about here, because of Bryson, um, which, which absolutely floored me when I heard him say that. He's out of the top ten in the world right now, but he did finish fifth at the, at the Masters in the fall, so I don't know. Yeah, he's not going to win. Uh, I hope he finds it, though, because golf is better when Rory has his A game. I still say that if the top golfers in the world, all of them, Dustin, Brooks, Bryson, Rory, Rory is the best of all the best golfers when they're playing their best. Even with Bryson's distance, Rory is the best of all of them. I mean, I would disagree. I would take DJ. Everybody on their A game, really? I would take DJ, yeah. I would take Rory's. I I just think that Rory has done it more. Rory has closed the door more in big tournaments than DJ has. I know he's got all those WGCs and he's got a couple of majors, but Rory at his peak to me is it's not like a huge difference. Obviously you're talking like, you know, this guy's 19 under this guy's 18 under, but just on the eye test, to me, Rory is still the best golfer of all these guys. It's just been so long since we've seen it. So I understand your argument. And Dustin has had like three or four peaks, whereas Rory's had maybe one or two. Yeah, it's it, we, we need to see it again from Rory to see what his A game is today. He hasn't won a major in seven years. It, it, it's crazy. It's a long time. Joe, you want to tell the fans a little bit about Precision Pro and <laughs> oh, uh, then we'll get into our to our picks. Nick, I'm so glad you brought up Precision Pro because I, man, golf season's been here in Portland for a while, folks. We're very excited about it. Um, you know, look, the handicap, it is what it is. I cannot blame my scores on my yardages. I am dialed in with the irons. I can't make a putt. It's all putting. The irons, the distance to the flag, how far to get over that bunker, that water hazard. Precision Pro has it hooked up for me. Use code TURN10 at checkout to save $10 off rangefinders. Folks, I know that you want to improve your handicap. You want to improve your scores. Sure, you can get a fancy new driver. You can get $1,500 for a new set of irons, the new putter, lessons. That's all going to help. It's all going to help, but it's worthless. Absolutely worthless if you do not know how far you have to go to the flag. Turn 10 at checkout. That is the code. You're going to save $10 off beautiful rangefinders. Get them for yourself. Father's Day, not too far away. Get them for mom. Get them for mom. Mother's Day is coming up. All the an Easter present. Well, probably we're we're probably a little too late for Easter, but so many holidays, so many occasions. PrecisionPro.com. Turn 10 is the promo code. All right, Joe. I I uh I gotta hear it. Let's get let's get into the picks. You want to start or you want me to start? Oh, I want to start. All right. So now how do we do in 2020? We went one for three. You got Morikawa in the PGA, and then we missed this the other two. Yes. We we uh yeah. We would have got, got the British though. <laughs> we are deadly in the open. I'm gonna be honest, Nick. 
Uh, I didn't go into the archives. I don't think I've ever identified a major champion on this podcast. Yeah, I don't think so. As a matter not of yet. fact, I'll, I'll, <laughs> not yet, but 2021 is the season. All right. So what Nick and I do is we pick a long shot, a contender, and a winner. So I'm going to start with my long shot, Nick. Now, this guy, he's known for playing well in majors. And I always look for someone who's rounding into form at the right time, peaking at the right time, if you will. This man had a top 10 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Quarterfinalist at the World Match Play, so playing very well in the past several weeks. Hasn't really played well at Augusta National, but has a very strong major championship record. He's finished in the top five a few times of the United States Open. My long shot at 45-1, to 24th in the world. He's got the best hair in the game. Britain's Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, man, that guy? All right. Well, you know, Tommy, you know, it's a Ryder Cup. Beautiful year. ball strike. It's a Ryder Cup year. These guys kind of tend to come out of, I don't know where, you know, when they lead up to the Ryder Cup. I almost Cup. picked Poulter. No. You're lucky I didn't pick oh, Ian Poulter because I was this close. Yeah. No, I mean, that's interesting. I actually, if he's, and I like if the he's lingering around the top five, top 10, you're right. You're right. I can totally see that happening. 45 to one is a good number, yeah, too. That, that, that is good. That's a good one. You, you, unearthed, you unearthed a good one there. Nice job. Oh, thanks. Okay. I, uh, Who you got? Well, this one, my, my dark horse, is, it's kind of an obvious one. I mean, this guy is for sure going to be in the mix. I know who it is already. <laughs> Please tell me who you think it is. It's Joaquin Neiman. It's not. It's not. But oh, I, I, he, he's shocking. not on my list. But, man, don't be surprised if Joaquin's he, hanging around. My he's dark he's horse, been in good form. Sorry. Matt Kuchar. He did, he, he did perform well at the match Gross. play. He is – he. He is on the upswing. He he's he's been playing well. He's in good form. He he contends at Augusta. He does. He does he contends at, at Augusta, and that's why. You know what? That's why. You know what he doesn't do? Win. Yeah. Pay his caddy. Yeah. <laughs> pay, he doesn't win or pay his caddy. He. Uh, I mean, that's fine. That's that's fine. It, he, I, I saw him like in the forty to fifty to one range. Is that is that where you saw him too? I didn't. I didn't get any numbers. I didn't get. Any. We'll say forty to fifty okay. to one. I'm pretty sure I saw him there. All right, Nick. I'm going to go right into my contender again. Someone who is rounding into form. Seven events played in 2021. Four top tens, including a win at Pebble Beach Golf Links. Very. Perhaps the streakiest player on the PGA Tour. Doesn't have a sterling record at the Masters, but has a T10 in 2016. He has contended a few times in other majors, the U.S. Open most notably. 33-1, to 1, I was shocked at that number. I think I may plunk a few shekels on that. 15th in the world, Daniel Berger. That, that's a, uh, that's a, an interesting pick. It's kind of juicy. Um, this, is, this is his... Maiden Masters, is it not? Because he was supposed to get in in 2020. Well, he wasn't supposed to get it in 2020. He qualified after the deadline in 2020. I think he even had a win. And everybody was saying, let Daniel in, let Daniel in. They couldn't do it. They didn't do it. It was outrage everywhere, protests, riots. You know, maybe that was related. Maybe it wasn't. But but now he's in, and this is this is it for him. Yeah, well, he had he has played prior. He did have a T ten back in twenty sixteen, so it's okay. not his maiden Masters. But now, you know, a little little icing on the cake for Daniel. And I, I would not be surprised if he contended again. Fifteenth in the world, thirty three to one. He's been playing very very well. 
dude's got a weird swing. I love guys with weird swings because when those weird swings are working, look out, baby. He does have a weird swing. He's, he's I love it. It's it's you watch him take it back and you're like, what is happening? Oh, no. <laughs> that club face is it. shut. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, I should try that. Um, <laughs> My contender. Yeah. We already talked about this guy. I mean, mm. he just finds a way to hang around in Augusta. He has a impeccable record, Joe. It's Jordan Speed. This guy, I'm telling you, 100%, he's going to be in the mix. He is going to be in the mix, and it's going to be drama. It's He's going to make a bunch of birdies. He's going to hit it into Ray's Creek. It's, it, it's going to be thrilling. It's going to be thrilling. Jordan Spieth will be on the front page of your leaderboard on the weekend of the Masters. I am telling you, book it. The only thing, the only thing more hack than two dudes on a golf podcast with one of them picking Jordan Spieth as a contender is the other one picking him as the winner. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Jordan Spieth, I don't want to do it. I tried so hard not to do this, but Jordan Spieth is going to win the Masters, Nick. I don't know what I, – I went over it several times, and every time it came back, Jordan Spieth. Now, his number to win is insane because Jordan Spieth is 53rd in the world. Get uh, Gavin, I know. Gavin Heidelberger chiming in. Absurd. 12 – he is 12 to 1 to win the Masters, bud. You couldn't put money on 12 to 1. No, that's a terrible number. That is terrible number. number. Um, So when I said earlier that that a man you would be surprised to see win was Jordan Spieth, you you were like, oh, not so fast. Are you picking roars? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm not picking roars. You know, I went through the list and I wanted to have a clever pick and I wanted to have like you know something like oh Oh, yeah, man, that guy's really smart. Oh wow. Um, And I'm looking at it and I and I I just couldn't. Nothing stood out to me. And I'm like, really? If I'm putting my own money down on a winner for the masters it's gonna be dj it is it's going Mm. to be dj i i I don't know if there's anybody else who i think has a better chance i don't know if there's anybody else who i think is gonna win the masters it's dj so yeah that's that's actually Lacey's pick as well she's picking dustin johnson um Am I am I allowed to have Jordan Spieth be my contender, even though he's like the third favorite? Because based on world rankings, Daniel, I want Daniel Berger to be my winner, actually. But based on world rankings, I felt like I don't know. So the odds in the world rankings are at odds. Well, Joe, for lack of a better gonna, term, with I'm this. just going to break this down for you. Um, the dark horse contender winner is completely made up by us. And nobody's governing it, and there's no. I can do whatever I want. And you can literally do whatever you want. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you and say Jordan Spieth is my contender as well. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Daniel Berger is my winner. I love the number. I love the form he's in. It feels like he's a random enough player who's also shown form in majors and has won some big events before. That I feel like he has a real opportunity to do it here. So I'm going to swap it. So to okay. recap mine. My long shot is Tommy Fleetwood at 45 to 1. My contender is ugh, Jordan Spieth at 12 to 1. <laughs> and my winner is Daniel Berger at 33 to 1 for the 2021 Masters Tournament. Okay. My dark horse is uh, Kucher because clearly he's going to be up there. Contender, Jordan Spieth. My winner, DJ. Ashley's winner, Hideki Matsuyama. 
Uh, oh. I gotta, gotta get that in there. And then, Joe, I'm gonna throw a little curveball at you, and I was gonna I was gonna give you a heads up, but it doesn't no. seem like something you need a heads up for. Who do you want to win? One guy you you want him to win. Who is it? Like who would I derive the most pleasure yeah, who from winning who's for? in the field? Right. I would say Rory McElroy. Okay. Like that's a good answer. Someone someone who has no form whatsoever, who would complete a career grand slam, no one is gonna pick him this week. Absolutely nobody. And for him to play really well and like put it together, this would not only cement him as like one of the top ten best golfers ever, like literally as a grand slam, I guess. Ooh accomplishing the grand Winter, slam, yep. but he would also sort of resuscitate his career be his first major win in seven years. Like it would mean, I think more to him than probably like any of the other top players. That's a good, that's a really good answer. And I, I would love a masters. I would love watching Rory win a masters. My, who do you want to win is Tony Finau just because the guy that's had one. 17 straight second place finishes. You might want to double check that, but, then he's he's the last couple of weeks he's like fallen off and not even been, you know, a factor, which is like not a great sign. I know it's like wait a second. Well, we were criticizing you for finishing second, but because yeah. we wanted you to win, not just like miss the cut. Um, but I I definitely think it's gotten to him like all those high finishes and everybody saying he can't win, he doesn't win, he's not winning. Who knows why? To. You know what what a middle finger it would be to just go out and win the Masters. Yeah, although Tony Finau also seems like the genuinely nicest man on planet Earth. So I don't know if he's ever given a middle finger before. Uh, that's a great pick, too. I hope I hope Tony does it. I'm trying to think of someone else who would be like a really fun story. I mean, really, if any of the old guys do it, like any of the old Masters champions come in and contend, <laughs> that's always a good, like if old man Longer is in the hunt, that would be great. Uh, but no, Roar's... Roars is the guy. Obviously, Spieth would be amazing. That would be like, fun, too. There's so many guys. I'm like, any of the U.S. Ryder Cup guys. I mean, even even Patrick Reed being in the mix, which I think Patrick Reed will be in the mix. I I, I didn't want to put him as my winner. I didn't want to put him in my picks because we've 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 done that before. You, you've already too many rules that officials episode. on the yeah, course. Yeah, you know what? We don't need that. But I do think he will. He's he's got a chance to be a factor. I think it'll be fun if if Bryson's a factor. I think it'll be fun if Jordan's a factor. It'll be fun if Roy's a factor. Um, okay, it'll be fun well, if Joaquin Neiman's a factor. <laughs> you know, it's let's it's do just... this. Who do you who do you want to win the least? Um, maybe like I'll go first. Yeah, I can go first to buy you some time. Okay. It's Patrick Reed. Yeah, I mean it. It might be. It might be. Who like I'm not too excited if like I don't know Justin Thomas or John Rahm or. I don't know, Danny Willett. Is he playing this thing? Um, if he's in, yeah, <laughs> he won. He won the thing like seven years ago. Of course, he's playing. It. Um, I don't know if if like Tyrell Hatton is winning. I I don't know. That doesn't I seem to be very Tyrell exciting. Hatton, I know. I, I looked at him and I'm like, man, this guy's in the top ten in the world. But I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't really be be fun if he's winning by like four go, going on you know, into like Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, yeah, doesn't seem. Really I thought cool. of someone else. Lee Westwood would be a really cool winner. Just kind of the the recent form, how well he played at the players, like that would be a really cool one as well. Yeah, yeah. No, all right. You don't want good. Lee Westwood to win. That's okay. No, that's, that's fine. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's it's good. I've I, I've gotten my Phil Lee Westwood for twenty twenty one, which is which is cool. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna be mad if he wins. But basically, he was the best player in Europe for a decade. There's like there's like a ninety percent chance it's it's gonna be really fun and entertaining over the weekend. 
Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think like there's really only been two masters that I can really remember not having fun watching. Uh one of them was the year Zach Johnson won and like the course played really hard. I think he won like at one under, maybe even plus one. He didn't go for one par five the entire week. It was amazing display of wedges, but like Sorry, I'm not interested in that. I, I read a tr- tweet or something. Sorry to interrupt you. But it was no, you're like, fine. It was uh, according to last year's Masters, and it was like Bryson is looking to be the first person since Zach Johnson to hit a wedge into every par five. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I mean, kudos to him for having his style of play work, but it had to also happen on a year where it was really wet and difficult conditions. Zach Johnson's not going to shoot 19 under at Augusta. <laughs> no. um, the other one that I remember that was really really boring. I was in college and I remember being so excited about it. Trevor Immelman won the Masters by, I think, like five shots. Like he had an eight shot lead on Sunday and it was just absolutely no fun to watch. Gavin, clearly not a fan <laughs> not of Trevor Immelman either. Trevor really good announcer, but, you know, and he won the Masters. That's cool. But yeah, otherwise, it's it's whatever. Well, Nick, I think we need to wrap this I think up. This is it. This is it. Thank you so much for listening. We will have a full breakdown of the Masters immediately after it happens. Gavin's excited, and we'll talk to all of you very, very soon. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.